Mac Power Users, episode 307, 20 under 20. Hello, everyone. This is David Sparks, along with my pal, Katie Floyd. How are you doing, Katie? I'm great, David. How are you? Excellent. It's uh, nice weather here in Southern California. It uh, It is pleasant for the moment here, but it is apparently going to be some very bad weather here over the next couple of days. So battening down the hatches. And we, we, we feel bad about good weather in February here because we know we have a limited window for water, for rain, and we, we're not getting much. But, but I did uh, enjoy sitting out in the patio on my shorts and T-shirt today writing a contract, living the life. Anyway, uh, today's show. Uh, oh, actually, before we start today's show, Katie, I was hoping you would forget. I have not forgot. Um, remember the judgmental, just for the audience's benefit, remember the judgmental silence when I announced I was buying my iPad Pro? No, I don't know. I do. I remember it vividly. And my friend Katie sent me a note saying, hey, I just bought an iPad Pro. What were the next sentence after that? I think I'm taking it back. <laughs> that wasn't exactly the next sentence. It was pretty close afterwards. <laughs> you got it on sale. I know. I right? did. There, I did. So uh, I, I wrote a blog post about this. I can I can link it in the show notes. But the, the short version is, you know, I've been I've been mulling this iPad Pro for a while and, and we'll save it more for the live show. But I've been mulling yeah. it because you and Mike Hurley and Federico Vitici and Jason Snell and Stephen Hackett and. I mean, well, Federico is just a given because he's all iPad all the time. But so many people that I respect have, and I'm excluding you from that list, clearly. Ouch. I'm just you cut kidding. me deep. Um, me. So, so many people that I respect and who are similar to me, especially, um, you know, Jeff Richardson over at iPhone JD, I went back and read his review in depth, have really sung the praises of the iPad Pro and how it has changed their game. And as you know, I, I had no interest whatsoever in the iPad Pro, thus thus the mocking that occurred. But I kept feeling like I must be missing something. I, I must be missing something because everybody who seems to get one of these seems to love it. So it, it was kind of on a whim. I, I saw um, a post, I think it was on 9to5toys was one of those sites that I was reading that the Wi-Fi models of the iPad Pro were being discounted $150 at Staples, which was interesting. I, I've never really seen a new Apple product discounted that deeply, um, you know, unless it was like Black Friday or something like that. So uh, I I jumped. I bit the bullet. Um, I ordered it. It just arrived late last week as we record this. Uh, I picked up an Apple Pencil to go with it. So I've had it now for about a week. Um, I've been putting it through its paces. I, I'm not sold yet, but I've known people have said it takes time. It takes longer, you know, than the iPad normally does to get used to. But I'll have more thoughts about it on on MPU Live. And um, I, I've got a couple of days left to decide uh, whether I'm keeping it in my 14-day return policy. Yeah, I, I use mine more than ever. Uh, when we do the live show, we're going to talk about it in depth. So that's a little tease for the next episode. But uh I just wanted to point out that, that Katie Floyd, the mocker of the iPad Pro now, is in possession of one. I'm in possession of one, but maybe I ordered it so I could mock you more. You never know. You know what? I wouldn't put it past you. I wouldn't. Uh, it's entirely possible. So today, so today's show, we thought we'd do something fun. We haven't done it. We, we've done this in the past, but not for a long time. And uh, we call it 20 under 20. And we decided, let's find 20 Mac apps that are under $20 that we find useful, fun, uh, you know, 
some for some reason it's worth keeping and uh and so katie and i uh came up independently with a list of of 20 i don't think any of these we've covered in any of these prior shows well we, we each came up with 10 yes so it's 20 I'm sorry yeah i got confused with the math but either way so we have a total of 20 apps it's higher math every one of them is under 20 dollars. i like doing these shows because every time we do it uh katie always mentions something that i've never heard of before and i end up buying so uh so be ready you're warned ahead of time we are now entering the zone of 20 under 20. Right. And so go ahead and send us your tweets and tell us how, oh, no, this is one that's going to cost me money. We we know. We get that. But yeah. hopefully you'll you'll find something interesting. And, and you won't spend more than 20 bucks on any one of these apps. Now, you may spend more than $20 collectively. Possibly. I should have done the math. I should have done the math on if you bought every one of these, how much it would cost you. But I well, didn't. We, we both actually have at least one free one. So there you go. We do. And I do have an app that would do that math very quickly for me. So maybe I will by the end of the show. But, <laughs> you want to uh, go first? Yeah, I will. So the first one's a, a fairly inexpensive one. And it's one we've talked about on the show before. But it's one that I've really kind of upped my game on because I've, I think it's, it's got an upgrade and some of the settings can be tweaked now. Um, and that's an app called Unclutter. And Unclutter is basically, uh, a, it's it's a, an app that, I want to say it lives in the menu bar, but that's not quite true. It kind of rolls out of the menu bar, almost like a menu shade. Um, and the way that I've configured Unclutter is so that it gives me a little notepad. I'll think of it almost like a little post-it note um, and a little spot to store files um, and it rolls down and it rolls back up and, you know, you just go to the top of the screen and you roll down on the trackpad or you roll down on the mouse ball, ball and when you need it, it comes down and when you don't need it, it goes back up again. And that's great because you can put little notes up there or if you've got files that are cluttering your desktop and you want to get rid of them quickly, you can throw them up there so that you don't have to see them on your desktop. Or if you're just not quite sure what to do with the file, you can you can stick it up there if you don't want it to be buried deep into a, a you know, chasm of files. But one of the things um, that I think has been added fairly recently that's really up to my game with Unclutter is they've added the ability to sync the notes and the file location um, with a specific folder. So you could say, well, save my notes to this particular folder or that particular folder, but you can also sync it to a Dropbox folder. So what I've done is I've created um, within the Dropbox apps folder, I've created a folder called Unclutter and then an Unclutter notes folder and an Unclutter files folder, which means both on my Mac at home and on my Mac at the office, I now have the notes and the files that are in the Unclutter menu I'm going to call it a menu bar, but it's not really that, uh, but that are within Unclutter synced across all of those um, applications. So for example, I made a phone call at the office the other day and canceled a service and got a cancellation number from that person. And normally I would have scrolled that down on a post-it note on my office and left it on my desk and it would have gotten thrown away and, and missed it. But instead, what I did is I just scrolled down on Unclutter and I've got, now that I'm sitting on my Mac at home, um, that cancellation number is sitting right there. Um, I've got notes about uh, the teacher very quickly as she was running out of class the other day, gave us our homework assignment for the weekend. So I didn't have time to pop open and put that somewhere else. So I very quickly just scribbled it up and unclutter. So it's a great place to just kind of store sh temporary notes. Yeah, to, to pile on a bit. Now, this is the app made by the same people who made Daisy Disk. They used right. to be a sponsor years ago. I mean, but they really just make classy apps. And and they, I feel like the user interface in this application has improved a lot since they first released it. And um, I, I guess the way I, I phrase it, it kind of lives in the virtual two inches above your screen and it just comes down when you need it. And 
And there's two features. Katie talked about sharing documents, which is really nice. It's like a virtual action folder in a sense where you've got stuff in the same place on both computers. And the real killer feature of this, because I've got a different app I'm going to recommend that also does things with files from your menu bar, but from a kind of a different viewpoint. But the ability to just write text down, to jot text down, is I think where I use Unclutter the most. You just swipe it down. You're on the phone. Someone has a phone number, like Kate, like Katie said, like a confirmation number, any kind of little bit of text where you know it's going to go into an Apple Note or whatever text system you use or an Evernote or whatever. But you don't have the time when you're on the phone with somebody to go get to the right place that it belongs. And you can just put it down there real quick and then later move it to where it belongs. Super yeah. useful. And you can have multiple notes, which I really didn't know until I started um, you know, digging into this. I'm not sure that I would want multiple notes. I kind of like it as a little scratch pad. Though what I would really like to see, um, hint, hint to somebody, is kind of a drafts-like usability with this, either where I could now then take those notes and send it somewhere. Well, you can, though. I mean, because you've got a keyboard. It's not that yeah, hard. Yeah, you could. I, Absolutely. I was, I was going to actually say that, that Clutter's text to me is almost like a Mac version of drafts, like a poor man's drafts. Because it's just a quick way to capture text, and then you got to put it somewhere. I, well, you could the then pull trick. it in with Launch Bar and then send it somewhere. Or... Yeah. The, 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 one, the, the times I've gotten trouble with this app is when I leave files and text in there too long. I have to, like, clean house. I don't, I don't like that to be like a permanent resting place for a file. It's there. It's like a desktop, but it can be on either Mac. Like, cause I have two Macs too. And it, it's a big pain. If you leave something on the desktop on your laptop and you go over to the iMac and you can't, you can't access the file. So this solves that problem. Yeah. Great pick. Good way to start. And how much is that one? That one's five ninety nine. Five nine. That's a steal. Yep. It's a steal. You're only six bucks in. All right, I've got another productivity one, which is coincidentally also $5.99. And it's an app that got somewhat famous on the iPad, but they have a Mac version that I don't think a lot of people know about. And it's called Notability. Um, we've talked about Notability in the past on the show in reference to the iPad. And th there's a, you know, a million apps to take notes on your iPad out there. But I've always felt like Notability always leads the pack. Um you know, one of the things I like about this app when I went and looked at it they, and the short story is they have a version for Mac that I don't think many people know about. Yeah, it's I was going to say, I was like, uh, this is the Mac apps version. Yeah, no, it's, it's for the Mac and it's great and it looks good on the Mac and it's built, you know, it's not like a, a cheap port. It, it was built around the Mac. Like when I use my magic trackpad, I can like circle words or highlight with my finger like a touchpad and it works really nice and Everything syncs across to all the devices. So if you're using Notability on your other machines, it's fine. Uh, one of the features I love about Notability is not only you take notes, you can record audio. And it has that built right in on the Mac as well. Um, you can import and annotate PDFs. Um, it's an all-electronic workflow. So once you save stuff there, like if you do, if you take notes on the iPad in the office, at work, or at school, uh, when you get home on the Mac, it's just right there. It's super useful. And, um, you know, they have a great version on the, the iPad, but the Mac version is equally good. Um, they use iCloud to sync the stuff, so you don't really have to think about it much. And I've been using it for quite a while, never had any sync problems. And it's $6. You know? <laughs> In fact, when I, um, when I first started um, preparing my notes for the show, I was looking at the apps that I'd purchased and well, I said, I'd love to include notability, but that, that won't fit under 20. I'm sure that's over $20. And I looked at the price and I couldn't believe it was just six bucks. 
You know, I think it was David Wayne who was on the show and was talking to us about, am I remembering this correctly, about how he used Notability when they were audience testing some of their their movies because they would record and they could see what got laughs, what didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was David. Yeah. So, yeah, another good pick. I've been using, well, not to preview too much, but Notability is the app that I've been using on the iPad with the uh, iPad Pro and the Pencil. So now do you have... The last couple of days. Do you have the Mac app? I do have the Mac app, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, isn't it great? Just the synchronization is... I mean, one of the big deals for this is, does it synchronize uh, consistently and do you get the same data? Like when you record on the iPad, you still get the recording on the Mac. It, it gets It just solves that problem so well. Okay, so notability. I've preached its uh, its worthiness already. Let's. You want to go to the next one? Yeah, the next one I got uh, is Piezo, and it's actually an app that we're using right now. P I E Z O. Uh, it's made by our pals over at Rogue Amoeba, and it is just a. For 19 bucks, it is a great app that will quickly grab and record audio on your Mac. Um, now, this is not just something for podcasters. I mean, how many times, I mean, if you want to quickly record a Skype conversation, which is what we're doing right now, or if you want to record audio off a website or um, really anything, any kind of audio off of your Mac, um, Piezo can do that for you. And it's really the little brother to Audio Hijack Pro. But it's got a dead simple um, user interface where you pick the source, you pick the quality, and then you hit the big red record button and boom, you're good to go. And it's an app that we recommend to like our guests on the show. We've got a text expander snippet that if you're going to be a guest on our show that we send you. And one of the things we tell you is, you know, please, you know, please be prepared to record your audio. And if you don't have something that'll do that, you know, here's a great app. It's Piezo. It'll do that for you. Um, they recently made the transition with version 1.5 out of the Mac App Store. And, I, you know, I, I think we're seeing a lot of developers abandoning the Mac App Store. But one of the things is I thought they did this very elegantly. You know, when the update to 1.5 came out, you know, Piezo popped up a note and said, hey, we're moving out of the Mac App Store. But what they did instead of having this weird, we'll take your Mac App Store license and authenticate with that, is instead they took the Mac App Store license and then basically used that as a coupon code on their website to allow you to get a free copy of the develop of the direct download version of Piezo. So now I've got the direct down and it took you know less than five minutes, but now I've got the direct download version of Piezo from Rogue Amoeba with my own serial number. So the next time that I transition over to a new computer, I don't have to go download the Mac App Store version and then go download the update and then worry about all this cross-grade stuff and some of the funky stuff that happens with that. Now I, I don't know if that's a Apple approved way to do it, but it, it seems like a good way kind of around, you know, upgrades and cross grades. It seems like a very elegant way out of the Mac app store to me. Yeah. The, the whole process of getting from the Mac app store version to a licensed website version was under five minutes, which I thought was great. And, uh, yeah, it's hard transitioning your, cu- your customers to like a new platform and, and Paul and the gang over at Rogue Amoeba handled it, handled it well. I always laugh about this application because my, my daughter was listening. There was um, some, you know, my, my kids are Anglophiles. They, I, they want to get rid of their parents and become British. I'm pretty sure. All right. So they watch on YouTube, like the British television shows. And there was like a um, singing competition. And this one, one lady was a very good singer. My daughter's like, man, I want to have that on my, my uh, iTunes, but they don't sell the, you know, they don't sell the track. 
And I said, okay, well, let me show you Piezo. And so I went on her Mac with her. We loaded up Piezo. And, and a, a power tr- uh, trick here, it depends on how anal you are. Like I, on Safari, I don't have Safari running any uh, Flash. I'm not sure if it's Flash or for whatever reason, I cannot get Piezo to work with Safari. I have to use it with Chrome. But we load up Chrome. And you could tell Piezo, just record Chrome. Don't record anything else on my um, computer. So we played the YouTube, pressed the button in Chrome and recorded it. And then she had it in her iTunes. And it's like, you know, my kids are so unimpressed with the stuff I do as Max Barkey. It's it's really amazing. But this time her eyes just lit up like I just performed a magic trick in front of her. (laughs) (laughs) And, And just like. You realize, Dad, this just changed my life <laughs> you know, because they watch so much stuff on YouTube and they want to record it and listen to it later. So I know that there's a lot of piezoing going on with the Sparks women. Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to be respectful of copyrights and, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they wouldn't use it improperly. But, uh, you know, like if, if there's something funny on YouTube with a friend or whatever, they, they've recorded right. a bunch of it. But this is a good way to grab that kind of stuff. You can grab DVD audio, um, audio from a movie, audio from streaming music, uh, Skype calls, but also audio devices. So if you hook up a microphone or a headset or things like that, um, you can record audio directly from it. I know some people use it to like time shift um, um not what, what what's podcast, but when it's live, like streaming audio recordings. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. people who don't offer podcast downloads of their shows. Bizarre. Yeah, that's weird. That is weird. So but that's yeah, so uh, Piezo. They can record any app. I mean, just uh, the way we use it on our show is um, we record. I guess one feature you didn't talk about is it will record the incoming and the local channel as left and right. So if you want to record a podcast, like it's like a backup for us which we can still get the guest and us. Or if you just have a record yourself, then you get a stereo recording of just your voice, which is great for people that do like double enders, like the Mac power users. Right. And it's got a nice little timer here, which lets me know that we've been going for 17 minutes. So almost 18 minutes now. Wow. So it's a good way for me to keep an eye on the, on the time, which lets me know that it's probably about time that we take a quick break. And I tell you about our first sponsor for this episode, which is our good friends over at one password. And they introduced something really new and cool uh, this past week. And that is one password for families. And they introduced kind of the precursor of this a couple of uh, weeks ago when they introduced one password for teams And, you know, if you want to share one password with your team members, shouldn't you be able to share it with your family, too? And they said, yeah, you know, that'd be a really good idea because your family is your most important team. And now we can help you use one password to protect your family, too. And they've got some very special pricing for families. So basically what one password for families is, is it gives you a way to give every member of your family a copy of one password Um, and also share passwords with them safely and securely. So you can set up members of your family in one password. There's no sync setup to uh, sync service to set up. Vaults just appear automatically. There's an admin console where you can invite people and manage sharing within your family. So David, you could be like the admin of the Sparks family. Um, Every member of your family is going to get their own copy of one password and their own personal space to share information and to store their private information so you can give them the tools that they need to stay safe without taking away all of their independence. And here's the best part. It comes with access to all of the 1Password apps at no additional charge, which means they can easily switch between Mac and iOS. And if you have those people in your family, yes, they can also use Android and uh, Windows licenses are coming very soon to 1Passwords for family. 
Um, so you get it all. Um, and it starts at just five bucks a month. So a family subscription is $5 a month for up to five family members. So they call it their five for five plan. Um, they do have a special bonus. So if you start, uh, start an account before March 21st, if you want to get in as an early adopter, um, they'll give you $10 added to your account, which is basically two months free. They'll give you twice the secure storage size. That's an additional uh, for, uh, for your documents. So that's two gigabytes. And they'll give you the ability, if you have a bigger family, to invite two more family members for free. So that's a total of two, uh, seven f- total family members. So uh, five plus two, that's seven. I can do that. Yeah, enough. I was going to compliment you, you on that. You were going to help me with that. Yeah. There's an app for that. <laughs> there is an app for that. Um, so anyway, go check it out. Uh, OnePassword.com and you can learn about their family plan. Five bucks for five family members, except if you get in early and you get in on the ground floor, then you can add those two additional family members at no additional charge. Um, thank you, OnePassword, for securing our information and our families um, and go check them out. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to sign up our family for the family account. Yeah, you've already got over the learning curve with them, and now you can just kind of keep yeah. an eye on everything. Well, my kids need a little bit more of a push, and but I, I'm so tired of them saying, you know, text me the password for whatever. You know, I just want to. I I think this is this is right for the Sparks as well. Well, anyway. and then you know, things you have to start thinking about in the future, David, is if you sign up now, now you've got room for in laws. Wow, that really hurt. That really hurt. <laughs> You just, you're future proofing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think I need a break. (laughs) Uh, You know, I've been so good with my kids growing up, but the idea of them like getting married and going off, it just slays me. I can't even think about it. Well, Katie Floyd, anyway, uh, let's to go to the next app. Um, the, uh, there's, there's an app that this is probably the, you know, one of the dumber things I've done. How many people spend $12 on a weather app when you can get weather data for free anywhere? Well, I've bought a lot of weather apps. Yeah. I, I have this thing about this app called carrot weather, and this is another one that started on iOS. It's a, it's a weather application. It's got a nice design and, um, but it's got whimsy to it. I've never seen an app with whimsy and or a weather app at least. And it's fun. So, so carrot uh, weather is, kind of a mouthy weather app that talks to you like when it rains it tells you hey it's raining yay and it kind of ironically and it it says all sorts of funny things to you and it doesn't get old you know a lot of times apps have little jokes built in and like after a day you can't stand it anymore because it's the same stupid joke over and over again like siri and everything else uh on our computers none of these are actual people you know and so whenever a software developer takes on the job of making it feel like an actual person in there mocking you or being silly, that's a huge burden because it's not that easy to do it. And it's got to have enough content in there that it always feels fresh. And the guy or team behind Carrot Weather has done that. They've made it a fun, whimsical app that tells you jokes about the weather, but also gives you really good weather data. And so I'd been using it on the iPhone for a long time. One of the funny things on the iPhone is as you use it longer, it unlocks weird locations like the moon and Mount Doom and, you know, um, you know, locations in Star Wars and Star Trek. So it's, you know, it's made for nerds. Uh, So when they came out with a Mac app, uh, it was 12 bucks and I said, I'm in and I bought it and I enjoy it every day. So it's in my menu bar. It's got really great iconography. I mean, the, the little icons showing whether it's cloudy or sunny or raining are very clean and look perfect on the Mac. I mean, one of the advantage of a software developer that gets a decent price for their software is that they can spend all their time on it, you know, uh, dialing it in just right. And I feel like carrot weather on the Mac does that. It gives you the weather you click on it. So I've got it immediately available in my menu bar. 
But if I click on it, I've got it there. They use the uh, weather, was it forecast.io data, which is the the guys behind Dark Skies, the Dark Skies app. Oh, okay. Yeah. They have the, they made the underlying weather engine and Carrot licenses the, the forecast.io stuff. So it, I'll be sitting here working on my Mac. In fact, this just happened last week. Cause, it just called me a meat bag. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, sometimes it calls you a meat bag. That's, that's correct. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, so, but don't worry about that. It's okay. You know, it, it doesn't really mean it. And, um, but I was just working here on my Mac the other day and I've got a whole like protocol for my backyard if it rains. Cause I have like a little couch back there. I want to throw a tarp over if it rains. So I'm sitting here plugging away and I knew it was going to rain that night. And then, uh, carrot says, Hey, it's going to rain in two minutes. Hooray. You know? And I'm like, Oh man, I run downstairs, get in the backyard, cover up the couch. I have, I have to move the stormtrooper. I told you I have a stormtrooper, right? My backyard. Is stormtrooper's not weatherproof? Well, I, I, I want it. I want the stormtrooper for the long haul. <laughs> so <laughs> when it gets really windy, I, um, I go ahead and I put him down in the shed. I've got, I've got a whole system for this. Uh, so when it gets really windy, I, I put the stormtrooper away and, uh, and I cover up the couch. So I got down there, did all those things. And literally within two minutes, it was raining. So that's just kind of the, the benefit of owning something like carrot weather. So it's a great little app. Uh, it's fun and it gives you good weather. And the other thing I like about it is just the way it displays the data. It's very concise. So you get good information. Yeah, I just I just downloaded the iPhone version. I know we're talking about Mac apps, but I've heard a lot of people talk about the iPhone version. So I decided to go ahead and do that. Yeah. And um, there we go. It, ha- it has nothing pithy to say about me right now because it's it, beautiful. It doesn't do it every time. You know, like I said, there's a balance there. You know, when you want to give that fake, um, you know, robot thing, you have to walk the balance. If you, if you do it too often, it gets old really quickly. And I don't know. I, I just feel like they got it right. Cool. Carrot weather. Like it. Just got it. So uh, the next one I'm going to recommend is one that we're also using on Mac Power users. And I don't know if you've noticed, David, have you uh, noticed that someone has lovingly handcrafted chapters yes. into I'm the podcast? I'm very appreciative of you doing that, Katie. Yeah. Because I know that's more time. It yeah. is. So we've received requests for years uh, to add chapters to Mac Power users. And I it was so many requests that I actually have a text expander snippet that explains why we don't have chapters and Mac Power users. Uh, and the reason that we didn't is because Mac Power users has always been an MP3 and Apple didn't have support for chapters on MP3s for a long time. And even Apple took out support for enhanced AACs, which is what you needed to create the chapter markers and podcasts in GarageBand. So it was like the future of these podcasts were somewhat questionable. And we really didn't want to have an MP3 and an AAC feed because then we'd have to have, you know, double the storage, double the bandwidth and and all of these other, there was just a lot of technical complications for for why we didn't have chapters on the podcast. And and the other answer was it's, it's time consuming because someone, AKA me, has got to go in and, and add the chapters to this. And uh, you know, the and Mac Power uses is kind of a show where we talk about, you know, like this, I, I don't know how I'm going to add chapters to this one. Am I going to add 20 separate chapters to the show? I, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You'll have to let me know what I finally did. Yeah. But um, I, I never thought it was a show that really lent itself to chapters because we're, we're kind of all over the place. And the big reason was there just wasn't until recently an easy way to do chapters on podcasts. Um, but then I was listening to Upgrade with uh, Jason and Mike 
recently, and Jason was telling me about the Podcast Chapters app, which was he was testing in beta and is now out in the Mac App Store. And it's $19.99, so it just makes our cut under $20. And it's pretty darn easy to add chapters into a podcast. So basically, after the, the podcast is edited, it pulls in the MP3. And I haven't been able to tell a loss in quality. It, it pulls in the MP3. No. And I can listen back to the podcast. I, I think I'm listening back to it at about 3x speed. So, you know, we're we're pretty chipper there. And And I can go in and I can plug the chapters in. And just say, okay, well, this is when we start. And I've got the outline of the show next to me when I'm doing this. I said, okay, well, this is when we started talking about this. And then I can skip forward a little bit. This is when we started talking about this and skip forward a little bit. And this is when we started talking about this. And it probably takes me between about 30 and 45 minutes to add add chapters to the show because I'm listening to it in faster than real time. But there we go. And so now there's now there's some basic chapter support in Mac Power users. And that's the that's the episode that I upload to Libsyn and then upload to our, our uh, Relay CMS. Yeah, and um, we haven't heard much from anybody about those chapter markers, so let us know if you're uh, taking advantage of it or if you don't Yeah, care. I mean, I'm not going to promise to do it on every episode because it does add about 30 to 45 minutes to the time. So it's it's really is, um, you know, as time allows, if, if time allows, I'll, I'll do it. And um, if the show kind of warrants it, like I can tell this, this is, this show is going to kind of be a pain to add chapters to, because we're going to have 20 separate things that we're talking about in the show. And, and typically I've been added, adding like half a dozen chapters to the show or less. Yeah. Yeah. But it's great. And you look in your podcaster, uh, podcast app of choice and uh, I, does it well, need to maybe have support not, in Maybe the not all of them, um, because not all of the podcast apps support it. Yeah, so, yeah, Overcast does. Overcast so. does for sure. And I believe the Apple Podcast app does, but you know what? I, I have not actually checked it. I should probably do that. All right. I've got one for you. Um, so that's Podcast Chapters, eleven ninety nine in the Mac App Store. Uh, $19.99. I'm sorry. $19.99. Yes. I've got one. I've been on a health kick. You know, we had Liana on the show. I'm uh, just trying to, like, get better and, um, you know. And, and so one of the things I'm trying to change is my eating habits. So I don't just eat the junk all the time. And I wanted to find some new recipes. And we've had so many people on the show talking about this app called paprika over the years um, that I went all in, bought, bought paprika on all my platforms. And it's, it's super great. It's, it's 1999. So this is one that also, we just make it by a penny, but the, you know, in so many categories of apps, there's a lot of stuff that's about the same. In the recipe manager category, there's one that stands above them all, in my opinion, and that's paprika. So it's just a simple recipe manager. Did you know somebody put my my bratwurst recipe in paprika? Did they give you credit? I don't. Yeah, they sent it to me. I'll have to look up now. I think it's like the Max Sparky bratwurst or something, but it was great. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> of course, I didn't come up with it. I, I got it off the Internet somewhere. Uh, but either way, um, so I, I've really been enjoying this and it, it it is a lot more than just a list of recipes. It, it really is kind of a kitchen assistant. You know, once you pick what it is that you want um, and you can pick it on any device, I have it on all my Apple stuff now. Um, it can go to the Internet and get, you know, uh, recipes from websites and it's just like a tap. You're done and it's in. And then once it's even got an integrated browser, so they've, they make that really easy. And then it gives you the ability to uh, get your ingredient list and even cross off them when you're, when you're done with them. So as you're going through and cooking, you can, you can get it right. 
Um, it's got timers. It's just like every little bit of the stuff that you would think you would need is there for you. So it's got timers built in. So if you're cooking, you can use the, the timer right in the app. Um, the um, it has nutritional information, which I'm trying to, to track. I'm uh, it's a whole nother discussion of the apps I'm using for that. Um, and it's just really great. It's it's super fast. It's got a nice interface. It's you know it's updated constantly. In fact, that's one of the things I like about this. As we are going through the show, I've been looking at all the update um, dates on the apps we're recommending, and they've all been really great. Paprika's last update was February seventeenth, twenty sixteen, which is just a few days before we recorded this show. Um, they um, it, it's just a really great solution, and and you can even export your meal plan to to, uh, to a calendar. You know, uh, you can put the grocery list to the reminders app. Um, I really love it. I'm trying to get my wife sold on it. She, she's not there yet. She's still, um, analog when it comes to this stuff, but this is so be- so much better. And, and we're finding new recipes that we never thought we would. So there you have it. Cool. Paprika. Yeah. Paprika. I've downloaded all of the apps from Paprika for the, the Mac, the iPhone and the iPad. And I, I have them all, but I've never been able to get into it. So I, it's something that I really do want to do at some point, but maybe, you know, I've got this growing list of things that when I'm done with this masters, I will do that. So that's one well, of the things that's on the list. You get, you get in ruts. I, I do at least where I cook the same thing over and over again. Cause I oh, know absolutely. it, you know, and, um, and I was looking cause I'm trying to get, you know, kind of low calorie, more healthy, something with more vegetables and less fried stuff. And, and in paprika, it makes it very easy for you to kind of winnow that list down to just those types of recipes. And you can always find something tasty that fits within your profile. And it's it's actually kind of fun. You know, I mean, of course it is. Anybody that cooks knows this, but it's kind of fun trying something new once in a while and, and maybe getting it not so right the first time, but getting better at it with time. That's the anyway, goal. paprika. Go check it out. 1999. So we just made it. This one just made the cut. So um, my next app is kind of a go-to favorite and it has not seen a ton of love recently and I'm hoping that's something that will change. But I know that the developers are still out there and still active and I think it's just one of those things that when they have an update, they do a big update and then they're kind of quiet for a while. But that's ByWord and ByWord's an app that I use on my Mac, I use on my iPad, I use on my iPhone, but I use it probably mostly on my Mac and ByWord is my text editor of choice. It's if I'm just writing words, if I'm writing a blog post or um, if I'm taking notes and I've actually used your tip, David, of kind of using ByWord as my my daily log and kind of as my, my drafts on my Mac, uh, all of that is open in ByWord. It is fast. It is easy. It just works. Um, It's got a clean interface, uh, syncs with iCloud and Dropbox, and that seems to just work. So whatever they're doing there, they've, they've got it going. Um, And it, I like it and it's inexpensive. It's a very basic text editor with markdown support for 12 bucks. It's 1199. Yeah. There, there's so much also, it's just, it's just so clean and easy. I, I, I've never had a sync error with this app. They were one of the first ones to adapt iCloud, and I've, I've, I've synced it through iCloud this whole time, but they also support Dropbox. But I've just never had a sync error. When I, I know when I start writing something on ByWord, whether it's on my phone, my iPad, or my Mac, it's just going to show up on the other device. Uh, another really cool trick you can do with ByWord if you're writing for the web and you use Markdown um, when you go to uh, paste it, in fact, this is a good uh, for all you Squarespace users out there because I use this all the time. 
uh, when I'm doing a blog post, I usually, you know, I write blog posts in all sorts of apps because it just depends on what it is. But the, um, usually at the end, I always put the text in by word if it didn't start there. And I use Markdown to set all my, you know, links and headings and all that stuff. Um, if you hold down control option command C and then copy it out of Byword, it, it copies it out as rich text. So then you can go into your, um, to Squarespace or your blogging engine of choice that's got a rich text editor and you just hit, you know, command V and you paste it in there as rich text and all the formatting is done for you. And you didn't have to do it in a web browser, you know, where things can always go, go a little wonky on you. Oh, I do that all the time. And that's, that's primarily why, you know, I really wish that Squarespace would add support for third-party APIs. They had it in earlier versions and they don't anymore. Um, yeah, I think, but with everything they have going on, I don't think it's that easy. Oh and, no, and, I agree. I agree. But this, this is the next best thing. Yeah, exactly. So just open And frankly, I'm just not a fan of, of writing anything in a browser because it's the internet and things break and right. you just never know. But like, right. speaking of ByWord, I'm pretty sure like, can't ByWord upload to WordPress now? Yeah, they've got, if yeah. you buy it, there's an update for it. If you, you know, I think. An in-app in -app purchase. Yeah, it's four bucks. It's called the publishing, you know, in-app purchase. And it allows you to expand the ability to export. Like, I think it has Evernote. Evernote, oh, WordPress, um, Tumblr, and Medium, I believe. Yeah. So, and, you uh, know, you were ahead. saying that, you know, it's not lingering. I mean, this app, the last update was December of 2015, which was just a couple of months oh, ago. That's true. So. That's true. And like I noted, like on iPad Pro, it looks great on iPad Pro. I mean, these guys, they're with it, you know. No, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. I think it's just when they're not one of these companies that updates it every couple of weeks. Although a point you're, I think a point you're also making is that, you know, they don't add a ton of new features. They've got kind of this app where they want it. And they update it with whenever Apple enables something like, you know, screen sharing or with split screen on the iPad, they update it to support that. So they, they keep it up with whatever's new and shiny on the operating system side. But I feel like this is the app that they wanted and they've they've got it, you know, and and I use it like Katie all the time. Yeah. So uh, newsflash, all of my hard work for my chapters is not supported in the Apple podcast app. Oh, it's not. No. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't really surprise me, to no. the truth. So those of you who are listening in the Apple Podcast app, if you want chapter support, go, go buy Overcast. Go, well, actually, Overcast is free. Uh, it's, it moved to a patronage oh, yeah. model, as you yeah. may recall. So you can get Overcast or I think Downcast and Instacast supports them as well. So Yeah. So, okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, do we want to, we want we've been going on with some picks for a while. Do we want to take a, another quick break? Yeah, yeah, we do. I want to talk about automatic. This episode is brought to you by automatic. Now, the chances are your car hasn't fully kept up with technology. I mean, my car now is just three or four years old and and it, it already feels old when you look at the radio. But but automatic comes in to really help you out with that stuff. It's a small adapter that turns any car into a connected car. You, you just plug the automatic into the same port that your mechanic uses to diagnose engine problems. Just about every car since 1996, I think, has one of these ports in it. So you get this little device, you plug it in, and then magic happens. Automatic has a Bluetooth radio in it. it. It connects with your iPhone, and it gives you all sorts of data from your car. It tracks your fuel mileage, your vehicle health. Um, one of my favorite things about it is it, it will track a trip. So if I you know, leave the office and go to visit a client in L.A. or whatever, it, it knows how far I went. And as soon as I get out of the car, um, the automatic 
uh, pings my my watch, my Apple Watch, and says, "Hey, was this a, a business trip?" And I I just tap one button, says yes, and then it saves it. So when I go to do the taxes and all the other stuff, I've got all that stuff tracked. I mean, that's just one of the things that automatic saves you time with. Um, it also tells you what the pesky engine check engine light really means. You know, it actually turns it into English for you, so you can know whether it's something that you're going to have to go see a mechanic or it's something that's just a nuisance. Um, it also tracks where you parked your car so you can figure out where you parked your car. Uh, I, I just love this thing. I, I, ha- I love it so much. I bought two more of them. I put them in my wife and my daughter's cars because one of the features in it that I really like is that it has emergency phone numbers. So if your car detects has been in an accident and it knows because it's tracking the airbags and impact and collision, all that, uh, the automatic knows that and it phones home and someone at automatic calls your emergency call number. So I, uh, I get a call if my daughter or my wife are in an accident or they get a call if I'm in an accident and none of this stuff. I mean, you're listening to me, you're thinking, well, how much a month is this going to cost? It, it doesn't cost you anything a month. You just buy it once and you're in. And the whole thing is only ninety nine ninety five. And if you use the Mac power users, uh, coupon code, which is Mac power, I like, I kind of like that Mac power. Anyway, you'll save 20%. So you get it down to 80 bucks. And you got this lifetime of support with this device. We've had ours for years now, and we still use them all the time. We love them. Uh, so uh, it's called Automatic. You can go to automatic.com slash MacPower to get that discount. Once again, automatic.com slash MacPower. Um, there's so much more they're doing with this. It's a platform, so they're continuing to develop it. Applications are supporting it. Like, for instance, one of the apps I have uh, connects with my Automatic. And it gives me additional uh, engine information, like an additional dashboard on my phone if I want it. And it also connects with IFTT. I could go on and on, but this is something you want. And if you're listening to this show, I guarantee you're going to find a way to put this to use in your life. Check it out at automatic.com slash Mac power. And we thank automatic for supporting the show. Well, I think you're up with your next pick. I am. Okay, let me see here on my list. Oh, I got a good one. This is one I don't think many people know about, and it's kind of magical. Did you know about this app, Condense? I don't think I did know about it before this. Before I started oh, looking totally at it for the show. It. It, and it's just four bucks. I'm sorry, it's five bucks, four ninety nine, and you can get it in the Mac App Store. It's called Condense, C O N D E N S E. And um, have you ever had like a screenshot on? your screen and it's a bit of text and it's maybe it's a screen from a website or something else. It's not a PDF. You have, it's not a scanned piece of paper, but it's just text on your screen. And you say, gee, I'd really like to have that as text, but for whatever reason it's embedded or it's in an image, I can't get that as text. Uh, Condense solves the problem for you. What they do is they go in, you just, you just drag the, um, you drag a window over the text you want. And it turns it into text. You with me? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, that's all it does, but it's great. So, so imagine like, for instance, I was using a, um, I was doing, I was writing something and I wanted to use some of the text from an app description in the app store. So the app store app does not make that highlightable text. You can't like block oh, and copy text off the app store. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I just took condense open. I, I drug a window and then I had it as text. Um, the user interface is really clean. It's very, you know, kind of, um, uh, you know, Yosemite looking user interface. Um, it's got a bunch of additional features, like you can set contrast and you can set angle correction. Like if the stuff is at an angle, it'll fix that for you. Um, 
Uh, you can turn returns into spaces. So if you want it to be one line of text, it, 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 they've got all the, the features you need. But on the most basic level, this is a really simple app. You've got text on the screen, drag a box. Or I'm sorry, you've got text that you can't select on the screen, drag a box, and then you've got text that you can paste anywhere. Very cool. So, I mean, it's for a couple of bucks, it solves a very simple problem. Yeah, exactly. But a common it, it, problem. Yeah. Like if you've got a PDF, you can always run it through PDF pin and OCR it, right? But right. if it's like, if it's just screen, a screenshot of text or if it's an image or whatever, uh, converting it to PDF doesn't always work right. And it's just, this is just a much easier way to solve that problem. Yeah, I, I'm thinking I probably would have taken a picture of the screenshot with PDF pen plus on my iPhone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, well, I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to skin that cat, but yeah, but this is probably the most the simplest and the most elegant. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or like if somebody sends you a picture of text, I mean, I've had that happen before. I once had a what? What are these um, text shots are very um, popular now? Yeah, exactly. Or I just once had an attorney from the law library take a picture of one page of a case, you know, and send it to me, and it's like you know you're in trial, everything is like going crazy, and they she sent me a picture. I'm like ah. Shoot me a picture, you know, this would have been perfect for that. I could have just drug it out and, uh, and moved it to text. And then I could have pasted it into the brief I was writing over my taco. Very okay. Cool. Condensed. Got it. So my next one is a, is an oldie, but goodie. And it's available now for the Mac. It used to be a dashboard widget. And I think it still is. I think the dashboard widget still exists, but, um, it's called deliveries. And it's made by June Cloud. And it's, you know, for the people who might have an online shopping problem, like myself, where you're constantly getting so many packages delivered that you lose track of them and you don't know what's coming when. Deliveries app is is great because it's a place where you can store all of those package tracking numbers. And you can just copy and paste them into the Deliveries app. And, you know, boom, now you've got that information and it will give you notifications of when your packages are due. And all of the information will sync back and forth with iCloud. They've got a companion app on iOS as well. But you can also use their backend syncing service, the June Cloud syncing service. And if you use that instead of iCloud and you've bought the app, um, they give you a special service where you can actually forward um package tracking information, you know, like when you get the um when you get the notification from someone that a package has shipped. Oh, here your package is shipped and here's your here's your tracking information. You can you just forward that. You go to the June Cloud website and you set up an account with them and they you can register your email addresses with them. So once you've registered your email addresses with them, you just forward that tracking email to a special email address. I think it's like track deliveries at junecloud.com or something like that. They give you all the instructions when you set it up and they know that that came from you and they know that that address is set uh, from your account and they parse the information for the tracking number out of that. And then that delivery will show up synced to um, the app, which is great. So as soon as I get, and I'm pretty sure that if you use the right email account, you could even set up an if this, then that rule to do that or a, a Gmail rule or something like that. But um it's just you forward the email and boom, the information is in your in your phone. It's on your Mac and you'll get little progress notifications telling you that it's shipped. Oh, now it's in Tennessee. Oh, now it's in Jacksonville. Now it's in Miami. Now it's, you know, this is where this is the progress of where the package is going. Yeah, the, uh, this one has been around forever. And uh, for a while, I, I went and tried some of the competitors because there's there's two or three different companies now making apps like this. 
and none of them were as good as deliveries. And, and the thing I think that makes it so good is they just continue to develop it. They just did a uh, update on the iOS version. I think it's version seven. So that tells you how long they've been around. And they like fully support 3D touch if you've got an iPhone 6S. Uh, they support the iPad Pro if you're like a big iPad Pro user like Katie Floyd. I know like you're the you're the biggest iPad Pro user I know. So you should get that. Um, and it's got iCloud. I mean, they, they've really, you know, they just keep upping the game. And I, I once again, I like the way they display the data. It's easy to read. The notifications are nice. Now, do you use this for everything? Like if you order beef jerky, do you everything. get a notification? It's filled everything. with beef jerky right now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite? Do you go with the pork or the, the turkey or the beef? Got to go beef because otherwise yeah. it's not beef jerky. I, I, my favorite when I get it is the Korean barbecue pork, man, that is good. That's some good eats right there, but I can't get too much of it or I'll, I'll eat it all. So I have to, I have to pace myself. Yeah. The, um, the iPhone version will also, you know, I know this is a Mac show, but the iPhone version will also let you scan barcodes off of packages. And so if you're shipping a package, you can scan the barcode as you send it off. Oh, that's clever. I didn't know you could do that. You can. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Deliveries. Do oh, I, I don't know if I something. said it's four ninety nine, yeah. under under five bucks. Best five bucks I've spent. And it is fun. I, I like you were saying. I remember when it was a a widget on the Mac. <laughs> what are those anymore? <laughs> I, I think they still exist. Uh, do they? Where where would you use it at? I I, I think you still have a dashboard. <laughs> okay, I, I guess they do. I just disabled it so long ago. I forgot it existed. But they not. Do you have a dashboard? I don't think you do. I don't know, because I just looked in the button on my keyboard that looks like a dashboard. doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I don't think you do. But but you have on the sidebar, you know, on the right side, the the notification, the Today View. They have a Today View widget. Right. Is, and, and, of course, Deliveries has one of those. So if, as you're going through the day and you want to, you know, if you're curious exactly where your beef jerky is, you can look it up. My turn. I'm, I'm uh, convinced the dashboard still exists. I will... It it does it does still exist. Head, I know. I know your head it does. Cannon. It doesn't. It, it, it does still exist. Uh, I will. I will prove. All right. I've got another one, and this is kind of a companion to Katie's earlier uh, pick us on clutter, uh, and it's called Drop Zone. Actually, they're version three now, so it's Drop Zone three, and um and this they're similar. You know, Unclutter is an app where you pull down a shelf and then you can write text or put files on it. Uh, drop zone is where you pull apps up into the menu bar and then it gives you a place that you can store things and at its most basic level. That's what drop zone is. I mean, they have a thing called the drop bar. So, and this is particularly useful if you do a lot of full screen app stuff. Like I'm, uh, I'm, Hey, guess what? I'm working in iBooks author really hard again. So that mm, tells you something. Hint, hint. And, uh, but I usually do it in full screen mode because I have all this layout stuff going and I, I want every pixel. And so when I have a little bit of graphics, I want to drop into a book. I, um, I drag it up to the menu bar and, um, drop zone holds it in the drop bar. And then I can just, uh, you know, use the four finger swipe to go, you know, to the next screen that has iBooks author in it. And I can then pull the, um, pull the, the artwork down and place it exactly where I want it. That's a good example. It's also great for like putting stuff in emails or, you can collect things there so you can put two or three different kind of deposits into the drop bar and then pull them into wherever they need to go. It's just a nice little temporary place to put files as you're moving things around, which is a great thing. And there's a bunch of apps you can find in the app store that will do the same thing. Uh, the thing that to my mind makes drop zone a little better 
um, is that it's got more specific types of actions and macros you can do. I've talked on the show before that I have a folder on my Macs, all my Macs, uh, called Action, and it's at the root level of my Dropbox. So it's like kind of Katie's unclutter um, folder. It's where I put things where I know I need to perform some kind of action on them. It's not meant to hold things forever. It's a place where they get sent somewhere. Um, so I often will have file uh, files show up on my on my desktop that I want to get into action. Um, with DropZone, you can make these little actions. So I have the action folder as one of the the icons when the drop bar drops down, and I've trained it that when I put something on the action, it doesn't just copy it there; it moves it there. Because I get to choose, you know, am I going to copy it there or move it there? So I I move it there, then it's off my desktop and into the action bar. And I do that for all sorts of things. If I'm working on a big a screencasting project for somebody, I'll create a temporary drop zone folder so I can put artwork and ideas and even music clips in there. And it's just a, a super fast way to move the files around on your Mac. And uh, and I really like it. And it's just $9.99. Very cool. You know, I've never really used drop zone, but it sounds like that that may be the thing that I buy this episode. Yeah, I, I use it, and this is the weird thing. I use it with Unclutter because Unclutter has that amazing text thing. I don't use Unclutter so much for files, but I do like the text thing, you know. And um, so I'm, you know, I, I don't mind using them both. They, You know, you can set up a different way to interact with both of them, and you'll be very happy. And I actually haven't really even discussed all of the features you can do. I mean, you can reorder them. You can, you know, it's got... You can connect it to services like Google Drive or email or AirDrop. You know, there's an AirDrop button there. You can just put it on there and it immediately sends it to AirDrop as an example. All right. Well, my next uh, app is one that I've, I've had for a long time. And I, I think this is just old time Mac geeks like to know what's going on with their Mac. You know, we just like statistics and we like to know, you know, how hard is my CPU cranking and, you know, how many you know, megabytes a second are going across my network and or I guess megabits a second are going across my network and how exactly how full is my battery and, you know, what, what's taking up my processor space and things that would do that for me, the information that I can glean uh, is with an app, app called iStat Menus and it's the one that I've used for a while. It was redesigned, I think, when uh, OS X was redesigned. So it looks great with El Capitan, Yosemite, and, and Mavericks. And what it does is it will put um, information in your menu bar about various things. And it is, like, completely customizable depending on what you want to do. So, for example, I've taken the clock that is typically in the Mac menu bar, and I've replaced it with the iStat menus clock. So instead of just having the time in my menu bar... I now have a whole bunch of time zones. So I can see what time it is in Max Sparky time. I can see what time it is in iMic time. I can see what time it is in Vatici time. And I can see what time it is in Relay time. It'd be cool if you could rename those. I think you, you actually know. can, but I haven't. <laughs> but the, well, Max Sparky my... time is always 30 minutes behind the actual Max Sparky time. <laughs> oh, is it? No. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah that, that is a nice app. And, and you're right, it is so much data. 
Um, but I can, you know, I can also see, you know, one of the things that I have constantly shown is I like to know, you know, what's, is something pegging my CPU? Because if all of a sudden things start going wonky, um, do I have a runaway process that's pegging my CPU? And right now I don't. Um, you know, Skype is sitting there taking about 9.2% of my CPU right now, and Piezo is about 8% of my CPU, and I can see what's going on there. Um, and the other thing I really like monitoring is I like monitoring my network traffic. Um, because if things are not moving quickly, I want to know what, what what's going on. What is is something pushing through my network? Did a backblaze backup start and I didn't realize it, or is, is something big coming through Dropbox and I didn't know? Um, is is that what's slowing me down? And so it's it's very customizable. You can get information about your batteries. You can get information about your hard drives. You can get information about your CPU. Um, you can get temperature information. Um, I think you can get information. I think you can get, this is the app that I used. Oh, fan speeds. This yeah, is how, I was about to yeah, say that, yeah. this is actually the app that I used to know that the fan in my Mac mini had died. I had a very weird issue, um, where my Mac mini would work for about 45 minutes and then I would, I would notice that it had shut down. And um, and I wouldn't always necessarily be sitting there for 45 minutes to see it because it's a server. So I'd, you know, I use it yeah. and I'd go away. And I'd notice that it would, the next time that I'd come back, it would always be off. And the stuff that was supposed to be happening behind the scenes wasn't happening. And uh, iStat Menus was what helped me diagnose it because when I looked at the fan speed, I noticed the fan speed was zero. And the fan speed on a Mac Mini should never be zero. So yeah. I figured, oh, you know what? I've got a bum fan and it's running for about 45 minutes and then it's overheating and the system is turning it off. So, so did, you re- did you replace replace the fan yourself? I did. Twenty three dollars on eBay. Got a replacement fan. You're so awesome, Katie. Thirty minutes in and out. Boom, boom. Now, did you use the um? What is it? The little paint scraper to two get the lid off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You could do it with one, but it's better to do it with two. The um uh, the uh, I've got a, a related pick to iStat. It's it's iStat Mini, and this is one you get in the App Store, and it's not nearly as much information. It's like three bucks, I think. I don't remember how much it costs, but but you can put it in your today view on the right side of your Mac and it just shows you CPU, memory, disk, and network traffic. It doesn't give you nearly as much information as Katie's pick, but it's by the same guys. And um, I own them both, right? You know, cause that's me, but the um, it's nice being able to just slide out real quick and see um, how your CPU and disk space. I mean, disk space for me is another one because when I start working on a big media project, the, the disk starts filling up very quickly. So I always want to keep an eye on that. Um, one of the things I think they've done nice with this app is it, it's been here for a long time. I mean, it's another one that started life as a widget and, and they've continued to develop it and they've spent a lot of time and money making it look pretty. You know, they, it's like, you can set a custom color. You've got so many options when you start putting it in your menu bar, like you can have one little icon that has a bunch of data underneath it, or you can have individual icons for each type of data. It's all up to you as the user, so it can be as cluttered or as simple as you want it to be. I think I'm going to, you know, I have another pick, and uh, I think it, it is a perfect pick to go along with this iStat, and it's Bartender. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because, it has to, because I put a lot yeah. of my iStat stuff in Bartender. Exactly. So Bartender is, in fact, I just got an email from a listener saying oh, he oh, was Oh, iStat watch- is 18 bucks. I don't think I said that. Okay. And yep. that's not one you get in the Mac app store. You got to go to the website, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I think the mini you can get in the app store, can't you? Yeah. The mini, iStat mini you can get, get, get in the app store, but iStat, the big boy one, it, there's, there's just too much going on. There's Apple will never, you know, I think it's, that's not going to be sandbox compliant. Right. Right. Um, anyway, uh, but we'll put the link for the, um, for the website as well in the show notes so you can get it there. Um, 
So, but bartender, I got an email just recently from a, a listener who was reading uh, some screen or was watching some screencasts I'd made several years ago. And he says, man, your, your menu bar looks terrible. You need bartender. Cause he sent me a screenshot and I had like, you know, I don't know, like 20 icons spread across the top. Um, and I had to write him back and say, well, that's cause I shot that before bartender existed. <laughs> but, uh, bartender, uh, does the, solves the problem that I, we all have, especially people with laptops where you've got limited space across the top of your menu bar. Uh, it allows you to put a second menu bar. It's just a little app. Um, and you click the icon and it drops down a drawer of additional icons. Once you install it, it lets you choose what icons stay on the top and which ones go on the bottom. So, for instance, um, uh, text expander is one where I'm always hitting the menu bar app because I may want to search something or just I just like using the the features text expander has on the menu bar. So I leave that there uh, naturally on the bar. Uh, you know, uh, carrot weather is another one. If I just want to look at the weather, I don't want to have to push a button to see it. But then you think about other apps like the omnipresence, which is the app that I use to sync all my omni data. I don't need that in my menu bar. So I, I put that in the bartender, the, the one below uh, Backblaze is another one where, you know, I don't need to see that all the time. So it, it's just a really nice way to solve that problem. They, they do a couple things that I think I don't even understand how they do it. The first one is if the app gets active, you can have it automatically promote to the menu bar for a set amount of time. So Dropbox is a good example. I don't usually need to see Dropbox, but if Dropbox starts doing something, I want to know about it. So I have it set where Dropbox will go back to my menu bar for a minute after it gets active for some reason. And that way I know, like if I'm recording a podcast and the, the app shows up, I'm like, wait a second, something's going on. I got to turn off syncing. Um, another what thing they do that I don't know, how, and this one I really don't know how they do, is they allow you to move around the Apple um, menu bar apps. And for the longest time, that was just not possible. You know, Apple stuff was sacred or whatever they had done in the, it was at the operating system level. And maybe Apple made it easier or maybe the guy behind bartender is just super smart. But like if you don't if you want the Wi-Fi thing, but you don't want to see it all the time, you can put it in the bartender. And uh, uh, so it's just a great app. It's fifteen dollars. This is another one you have to buy from a website. You can't get it from the Mac App Store. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this probably already have it. But in my in my mind, there's like two people about bartender. There's people who know about it and have it. And there's people who don't know about it. I don't know anybody who knows about it and doesn't have it. <laughs> it's just that useful. I, how, I, how big is your bartender bar? Like when you open it up, Katie, and compared to the, the menu bar. Uh, it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, it's, it's like 12 items. Yeah, it's like mine is like three times as large as the actual icons I normally keep in the menu bar. Yeah. If you open it, there's just the, a whole bunch of the stuff. The problem is on my 13-inch MacBook Air, yeah. if without Bartender, I it I can't see everything. Yeah, you lose icons, Because right? it starts running into they, menus. They go yeah. underneath the, the, uh, the menu items for the app that you're yeah, running. Yeah. Like help covers up, you know, the clock or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so a so trick good. for that is is to use Finder. If you ever get, you ever have a lost icon, what you really need is go buy bartender. But if you, if you ever lose an icon under stuff, go to finder. Cause that one has the least amount of, um, of uh, menu. Yeah. Items. That one's pretty short and you're probably going to be okay. But, but I've done that before too. And the other thing this uh, bartender does is it frees you up because you start to feel guilty when you start to look up there and there's like five linear inches of icons across your menu bar. You're like, man, I got to like fix this. And so you stop using really cool, you know, menu bar apps, but you don't want to do that. You want to keep them. So you get bartender and you just hide them. 
Yes. It enables you to keep up with your menu bar obsession. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it <might> not be <laughs> healthy. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got more stuff to talk about. But before we do, I want to take a minute and talk about our next sponsor, and that is Casper. Uh, Casper is the online retailer of premium mattresses that you can get for a fraction of the price that you'll find in store. And, you know, I did not realize this until I bought my last mattress and then I got my Casper. But I, I did not realize how expensive mattresses were. Uh, I went back and looked at what I paid for my last queen-size mattress and then, you know, what the queen-size Casper costs. And even though I bought my last queen mattress like almost 10 years ago now, I paid more for that uh, than the Casper. And that is because Casper is revolutionizing the way that mattresses are sold by cutting the cost and dealing with customers directly. They don't have resellers. They don't have showrooms. They just have one great mattress that they sell, and they're passing that savings on directly to people. Uh, the Casper mattress, and I've been sleeping on one for a little more than a month now, uh, provides resilience and long-lasting supportive comfort. It's it's a new hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with memory foam, and they come together for better nights and brighter days. It's It really does have just the right sink and just the right bounce, and it's an obsessive engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. You know, when you go to a mattress store, you look at the price tags and you can see that mattresses can cost you well more than $1,500 sometimes. But the Casper mattresses start at just $500 for a twin size mattress, $750 for a full, $850 for a queen, and $950 for a king. And uh, best of all, they're made in America. And the Casper mattresses are really convenient. You know, I was talking to my grandparents because they just think the idea of me buying a, they call it the bed in a box, um, is just absolutely hysterical. But it's, they wanted to know all about it. They wanted to come over and see it. I've, I've told you my entire family wants to come over and like nap on my mattress. But, um, they are also in the uh, market for a new mattress. They've had the same mattress for almost 10 to 15 years now. Um, but my grandfather doesn't get around very well anymore. And going to a mattress store, one of the main reasons why they haven't gone out and bought a new mattress is because that is going to be a really difficult for the thing for them to do is to get in the car and go around town and go to four or five different mattress stores and to try on mat, you know, to try on mattresses. But basically that's what you're doing to go lay on mattresses and and try that. And they're really intrigued, number one, by the bed in the box, uh, the novelty of that, but also with the fact that this is a bed that can come to them and um, they're going to need some help because they're elderly. But, you know, my brother and I can go over and take this bed out of a box for them, you know, put it on their bed and they can sleep on it in the privacy of their own home for a hundred days. You know, they're older folks. They don't have to worry about going to a store and getting ripped off and, you know, getting taken advantage of. Um, they just, it all happens in their home and they can sleep on it for a hundred days risk-free. And if they don't like it, they can send it back. In fact, someone will come and pick it up for them. And that's just great. So for a limited time, listeners of the show can get $50 towards the purchase of any mattress by visiting casper.com slash MPU and using the coupon code MPU. Now, some terms and conditions will apply. So thanks to Casper so much for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to tell you my story about how I ended up with my, my Casper at some day point. I'll do, save for another ad spot someday, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. The um, uh, So I've got another pick for you. This is a free one. And, well, but it's um, my turn. Oh, is it? I'm yeah, sorry. you just you just did mountain. You just, or you just did bartender. Oh, that's right. I did. I went I went out of order. That was my problem. Yeah, okay. and you just get so excited about these. Yeah, I, I do get excited. Right. So easy. 
All right. So my pick is one that actually will go in your bartender. Uh, and that's okay. where mine is. Um, and it's one that I've had more people write to me about and say, what was that app that you mentioned? So I'm mentioning it again, take note, it's in the show notes. Um, and it's an app called Mountain. And I, I've talked about how I mount my Drobo automatically so that I know that I always have that network share attached. And people say, well, what, what was that app that you used to do that? Mountain. Mountain is the app that will do that. Uh, it's $6. It's an app that lives in my menu bar and it will do more than that. You can set Mountain to automatically mount um, your favorite network drives and to keep certain drives mounted. So immediately when I launch my computer, I know it's going to mount my data drive on my Drobo. Um, and I can also set it to um, make sure that certain drives don't disconnect. So if I restart or if we have a power failure or if something happens and I disconnect and reconnect from the network, it's going to automatically reconnect to those drives and make sure that those drives um, stay constant. But here's another thing that they just added in a recent software update that I absolutely love. You can tell it not to mount certain drives. So for example, um, direct connected to my computer, actually sitting on that, we talked about it, that um, that little shelf that I have under my, under my desk, I have um, two USB connected hard drives. I have one that's a a clone drive that I use for nightly clones. And I have one that's a drive that I use to do um, uh, clones from my, my Drobo every week. And, yeah. you know, every time when I restart my computer or I re-log in, any drive that's directed connected to your Mac is going to automatically mount. Well, I don't want those drives mounted. I don't want my clone mounted because that can cause all kinds of issues if your clone is, is mounted. And so I used to create like a special Apple script that would unmount those, you know, upon yeah. login. But what Mountain will do is it will say, don't mount these drives. And so I never see those drives mounted anymore. I don't have to worry about unplugging my Mac and getting that little warning of, oh, you've unplugged while drives are still installed. You know, uh, one, one question, if you have a daily, if you're like a carbon copy cloner or a super duper clone, is that what your clone drive is for? Yeah. So, but wouldn't you need that mounted for the daily script to run? You do, but both Carbon Copy Cloner and Super Duper will automatically mount the drive and dismount when it needs it and then dismount it when it's done. I, I always just left them plugged. I didn't know that. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, it's great. And six bucks. Six, six bucks. bucks for taking care of all that hassle. It solves two problems in one. Oh, nice. That's a good one. All right, so so the next one I have is is a free one, and it's from the folks um, that um, that uh, I've just uh, Devin Think. Sorry, boy, I had yeah. a brain fart there. Devin Think. Okay, so Devin Think guys have some additional free stuff on their website, and one of the things, and they they distribute this through the Mac App Store. It's called Word Service, and Word Service is exactly what the name on the sound uh, the tin sounds like it's it's some services you know on the mac we've got these services and we haven't talked about this on our show for a while we probably should um whenever you you can install a service on the mac where when you right click on something like text it allows you to do magical things to it and word service is a collection of those things um it's um there's another app called word soap or uh, uh tech soap that we've talked about in the past mm -hmm. um uh, but this one is a little bit simpler. It's free, um, but you can reformat text paragraphs. It, like if you have bad tabs or quotes or line endings, it'll go through and fix those for you. Uh, you can remove unwanted parts of text. You can sort lines and paragraphs. So if you want to reorder them, you can change the case. I did a thing. Um, so I'm using the heck out of Dragon Dictate. And I didn't, sometimes I don't look at the text as it's going in. And I had um, said, 
said cap that for a title. You know, you dictate a title and then you hit a new paragraph and you start talking. But I, it didn't turn the caps off. So I had like three paragraphs where every word was capitalized. <laughs> I was able to fix that with word service, you know, and um, uh, you can shift paragraphs. You can obscure. I mean, there's just a whole bunch of little text things you want to do. And these are all services that install on your Mac. Um, we talked about this on services on a show way back when. So I would recommend going back. The workflow hasn't really changed that much. But once you install these, you go into, I believe it's the keyboard preference pane to activate them. And then you just right click on some text and you can do some word services to them. It's, it, it's similar to something that, you know, Brett Terpstra would give us. Cool. So it just basically cleans up the text for you. Yeah. It's just a whole series of these little services. Um, uh, you know, like if you want straight quotes and it's got curly quotes, it fixes that. If you want have smart quote, if you have straight quotes and you want smart quotes, you can flip them the other way. Like that's something that I have happen all the time because a lot of times I, I dictate into text editors and they just use straight quotes. And then when I put it into like pages, I want curly quotes. So, you know, there's just a whole bunch of little uh, problems that you can use. If you write a lot on your Mac, go get word service. It's free. From um, the folks at Devon. So first off to our listeners, I apologize if you hear the noise in the background. There is a helicopter that's buzzing around my, hopefully not my house. Hopefully it's just my neighborhood. Maybe it's Amazon delivering your beef jerky. I hope it is, um, because yeah. I hope they're not looking for me. I'm going to turn out the lights just in case, yeah. so we can finish the if, podcast. If we hear a crash, Katie goes silent. <laughs> I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> turn out the lights and just lay low. Katie, I think you should go to battle mode. Get the batleth out. Yeah, the bat. The batleth you gave me is actually at my office. I keep it on a shelf oh, at my are you office. Doing? That's a home defense. No, it's all, it's all it's five to, inches of it. It's to warn off other attorneys and to other people. Just to say, don't mess with me. I have a batlet. Now now I think there are two helicopters because now I hear two distinct chopper noises. I'm sending you another (laughs) batlet. But uh, anyway, so if you hear that in the background, I I apologize, but crazy things going on here. Okay. Um, My next pick is a free one. And it's, it's kind of my shotgun approach when things go wrong. And it's a utility called Onyx. It's one of these multi-purpose utilities for the Mac that kind of reaches under the hood and does all of these little cleaning tools. It will repair your permissions. It will repair your user directory permissions. It will run all of the cleaning scripts. It will um, run all the maintenance scripts that usually happen. It will uh, rebuild your, your, your mail databases. It will clean your caches. It will rebuild your launch service databases. Um, it goes through and it does a lot of little tweaks under the hood. Um, they have a companion app called Maintenance, which is also free, that will do those simple things. But Onyx gives you um, access to more things. So if you, Mac Power user listener, are using this for yourself, I would say download Onyx. If you are downloading this for a less tech-savvy family member to use, I would say download Maintenance. But whenever someone writes and says, you know, I'm having this really funky issue with this bizarre thing that's happening and I'm going, I don't know what that is. That's just something weird happened. That's um, usually Onyx is what I say. Why don't you just run Onyx, you know, back up your data and run Onyx. Um, And that a lot of the times will give just whatever it is enough of a boot out there um, to clear up whatever the issue is. Yeah. It used to be, I would just tell people, um, you know, Clear the cache in your fonts. Like a corrupted font file, it seemed like for the longest time. Yeah, would Onyx be, does that. 
I know, exactly. But that would be, for some reason, you would have some completely, like my Wi-Fi won't connect. I'd say, clear out your font cache, and then it would work. You know, I don't know. I don't know why. It should give you a stink eye. Yeah, the the Mac operating system has got a lot better. We don't have as, I don't experience as many problems with those kind of underlying issues. I know that's a whole new thing right now, going talking about Mac software. But in general, the operating system seems very stable. And um, But Onyx is just a great way to, to kind of check that stuff. I have another, I have a utility related. Oh, how much is Onyx? Oh, that's free, right? Free. Yep. Yeah. Free. Nice. Um, uh, Another utility related uh, pick. uh, And this started two or three years ago. I was at my sister-in-law's house and the Wi-Fi never worked there for me. And I, you know, I said, you know, does your, cause you know, I'm, of course I'm a nerd. I'm at their house and, but I'm still on my iPad. Like, does your Wi-Fi give you problems? Like, oh yeah, sometimes it shuts down for hours. We don't know, you know, (laughs) and for most people, right. That's that's what they do. You know, they say, well, I guess it just doesn't work for certain hours, you know, and they move on with their life. Um, so of course I couldn't, I couldn't take it. So got my Mac out and I bought this app called Wi-Fi Explorer and it's uh 1499 in the app store, Mac app store right now. And uh, it's constantly updated. Last update was in December of 2015. And it's a uh, really powerful set of tools to diagnose Wi-Fi issues. And uh, it gives you all sorts of data uh, on Wi-Fi. More than frankly, I'm um, qualified to use, you know, but it does it in a very nice and pretty way. It's got a graphical visualization for the Wi-Fi. Um, it supports both 2.4 and 5 gigahertz networks. It supports 802.11 A, B, G, N, and AC. So it covers every type of network. And so I turned this app on at my sister-in-law's house and started walking around with my Mac and soon discovered that all of their Wi-Fi was on the exact same channel as neighbors to the left, to the right, and behind them. Like everybody in one block decided to use the same channel. So that's why they were having all these problems. I switched their channel and they think I'm brilliant and it really wasn't that hard. Uh, so Wi-Fi Explorer not only shows you that in a graphical way, so even someone as um, incompetent as I can figure it out, uh, they also kind of give you tips about how to fix things up. Uh, it has column layouts, historical data, so you can um, you know see it over time. Um, they they um, have a detailed description of the information, so you get a better idea. Um, it's just really uh, kind of a Swiss Army knife for Wi-Fi problems on your Mac or just at your home or office, uh, $14.99. Do you use any of those Wi-Fi tools, Katie? I, just kind of the ones that are built into the Mac. I mean, I'll, yeah. you know, look at the, because that's something you can do just by hitting the option key and, and looking yeah. at the networks to seeing kind of what network everybody, what channel everybody on is. Yeah, but this this goes way beyond that. I mean. Oh, I'm sure yes. it does. Yeah. 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 It, it, it's one of those things you don't need often, but when you need it, you're really happy you have it. Right. Okay, Wi-Fi Explorer, $14.99. Um, the next one, you know, is trip mode. And I guess it's kind of a utility like that. Um, and what trip mode will do is it will make sure that you stay on Wi-Fi or that you don't use yeah. your data when you're not on Wi-Fi. And we've complained about um, when you're when you're tethering your phone to your Mac, which is great that you can do that now. Your Mac doesn't know that it's tethered. It it just thinks that it's on any other Wi-Fi network. And so as a result, you know, your Mac doesn't have any of the built-in tools that iOS does to to manage your data and to not quite be such a data hog. So if it's going to download a movie from iTunes that it's scheduled to download or download podcasts 
or a big file comes into Dropbox, any of those things can happen. And all of a sudden, you know, boom, especially with these LTE speeds now, and things can happen so quickly that you can easily slurp up, you know, four, five, six gigabytes of data within a relatively short period of time when you're tethered from your Mac to your iPhone and not really have any idea that this is happening um, in, until you get noticed that you're about to run out of space on your on your um, mobile plan and, and that you're potentially going to incur overage charges. So what Trip Mode does, it's eight bucks, it sits in your menu bar, and it allows you to say, hey, I'm tethered now. Um Go ahead, and I only want you to allow these specific services access to my internet connection. So what are my mission-critical services that I want to have access to my internet? And maybe it's just mail, and maybe it's Safari, just to use, you know, two examples of two very important things that you would want to have access to when you're traveling. You know, don't update photos, don't update Dropbox, don't let iTunes update over the internet, don't let any of these things that normally happen in the background happen, just mail and Safari. And so... You're going to be able to connect, you're going to be able to get access, but you're not going to worry about having one of these big unexpected downloads. Yeah, I I am so down on publicly available Wi-Fi, you know, when you go to Starbucks or Panera or wherever. Um, It's just so easy to have a security problem when you join, you know, the community jacuzzi. And the um, uh, trip mode is, is absolutely useful for this, for someone like me, because I'm always connecting to Tether, to my phone, right? And to your to your Mac, that is basically he's connected to the internet. Take down Dropbox, take down whatever, and it's just very easy to blow through your data that way. So it's such a great app. I, it, when it came out, I was like, "How come nobody did this before?" You know, it's obvious now that it's here. Well, and there were ways to do it before with um with other apps, and I'm thinking specifically of um. Like little snitch? Yes, little snitch, you could do it. But it required a lot of configuration and, you know, to the point where a a lot of people really didn't want to do it. Um, And I always wish that little snitch would would basically make this app, would make a very simple mode for for people who are wanting to tether. Um, But it looks like trip mode kind of beat them to it and made a very simple and elegant app that would do this. Yeah, yeah. Great, great app if you use your Mac on the the road. Yeah, eight bucks. Um, We've got some more, but I want to take a minute to talk about our last sponsor, and that's our friends over at FreshBooks. Um, this week's episode of Mac Power Users is brought to you by FreshBooks. So getting paid is important, right? Uh, if you uh, are somebody who tracks your time or sends invoices out, that's probably not your favorite part of your work, but it is a very important part to get paid. And FreshBooks takes care of that problem for you. You know, just like everybody, there's parts of your job you don't like doing that much. Uh, most people invoicing is high on that list. Well, FreshBooks handles that for you. And they're on a mission to help small business owners save time and avoid the stress that comes with running your own business. And uh, it's, it all starts with pain free invoicing. So FreshBooks creates uh, invoices. It takes just up to 30 seconds to create and send an invoice. You can even add your company logo. And once you send it out, it gives your clients tons of ways to pay you. I mean, so they get in, you know, you send out a FreshBooks invoice, and you get a little notification like a couple of minutes later that you've been paid because they use the credit card right in the email and you're paid. Isn't that great? So much easier than licking a stamp, going to the post office, you know, all the stuff that's involved with the traditional invoicing. FreshBooks allows you to receive payments by card and integrate that with PayPal. And this can seriously improve how quickly you get paid. FreshBooks did a study and they said that um, FreshBooks customers get paid five days faster on average. And that's because it's, you know, they make it so easy. 
Uh, you can see whether or not your client has looked at an invoice. Uh, so there's no more excuses for lost invoices. You can also set up an automatic late payment reminder. And that's just invoicing. FreshBooks also has many other features to help you keep organized. You can track your expenses. Uh, if you're in the U.S., you can automatically import your bank transactions for reconciliation. They recently uh, revamped the mobile app. And now you can take a photo of your receipt and FreshBook organizes it for you later. So if you go to lunch and it's an expense related to something you're doing, you take a picture and you already have the invoice captured. Super useful. Uh, they have great reports so you can see who owes you what. Uh, tons of third-party integrations, time tracking. So uh, like if you're a, a lawyer or a creative or somebody that needs to track your time, FreshBooks takes care of that for you. And they have a simple way to add that time as you're going through your day. And they all have amazing supports. They really believe in FreshBooks. And there's no phone tree. If you have a problem, you call and someone picks up the phone and helps you out. Uh, getting started is really easy. You don't have to be a numbers person. Just uh, Just go on the website, log in. We've got a link for you. It's freshbooks.com slash MPU. Once again, freshbooks.com slash MPU. They're offering a 30-day free trial to our listeners. So this is a great way to get started. You don't have to give them your credit card. You can just set up an account and get started and see how it works for you. Uh, make sure to uh, to go to that website, freshbooks.com slash MPU, and enter the code MPU and how you heard about us uh, so they know that you know you came from the Mac Power users. That helps us out as well. Thank you so much, Freshbooks, for sponsoring Mac Power Users and Relay FM. I think it's my turn again. I do think it's your turn, yeah, because I've only got one more left. I am. I'm having an issue with my uh, my little MacBook. Well, it's really not an issue, but I uh, I hadn't checked the battery health, so I loaded up my uh, the app I've been using for years for this is called Battery Health, and you can get it in the App Store. Uh, I looked at it's currently free with a in-app upgrade for four ninety nine. If you want to get some additional features, uh, it's just a great little app. And uh, so I uh, I checked the battery health on my my little MacBook. It's it's down ten percent. I have had mm. it a year. I've I've used it a lot. Um, I mean, this thing gets emptied out at least once a day. So I talked to a genius friend who said, no, that's about right for a year. But so I guess it's not that bad, but, but it's nice knowing the data and now I'm keeping a, a record of it. So if it starts like, you know, falling off a cliff, I can bring the data to Apple and say, no, this shouldn't be right. Uh, so this app is free four ninety nine with in-app purchase. And it just gives you a bunch of data about the health of the battery on your Mac. Um, once again, this one was just updated a few days ago as we record the show. So it's actively developed. It's been around for a long time. Um, and it's just super useful to know what, you know, the status of your batteries. It gives you the cycles. It tells you the age of the battery. It tells you the manufacture date. It gives you data about the temperature and power usage, and it gives you the milliamp hour, uh, readout at any time you use it. Just a, a lot more data than you're going to get, um, in the uh, app. It does give you a health rating. So you can see what the percentage health rating of the app is. And, um, and if you're a nerd like Katie and I, and you just want to know how the battery is doing in your MacBook, uh, for this little app that you can get out of the Mac app store, you're going to be just fine. So I've never heard of of your app. The app that I use for this is, is a little more expensive. It's it's ten bucks, but it's an app that I almost put in this outline. Um, and I guess I'll throw a link in the show notes as well. But it's called Fruit Juice, and it will do everything I think that you talked about and a little more. It also gives you um, information about how long you should be plugged in. You know, because a, a battery that's just sitting plugged into a charger is is a lot more likely to die faster than a battery that's being regularly exercised. 
Um, so what fruit ju- what's great about fruit juice is that it will tell you, you know, you should be shooting for two to three hours and it gives you an actual number of unplugged time each day. And if you're not hitting that, it will give you some notices um, and tell you what you need to do if you're, you're plugged in too much. Um, so that's the app that, that I use for this type of thing. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. And it's, 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 it fits in our outline. It's nine ninety nine, So it's a, it's a good pick. And like you said, it does give you that benefit. If you're someone who uses your computer connected all day, like you use your laptop at your desk all the time, uh, you're right. Fruit juice gives you a little kick in the pants to say, Hey, unplug for a couple hours, buddy. All right. So my, uh, my last pick for this episode, I think I've, this is my number 10, um, is an app called Solver. And Solver is like a very basic spreadsheet calculator hybrid thingy. Um, it's, it's pretty hard to explain, but it's something that once I've downloaded and once I've started to use, I, I just can't figure out how I ever lived without it. So in my job, you know, I don't have to do a lot of math and I don't have to do a lot of spreadsheets, but I occasionally have to do some calculations like, you know, figuring out what somebody owes or, um, you know, more than just a couple of adding these three numbers together or doing this type of thing. Or basic if I, interest calculations. Yeah, stuff like that. basic yeah. interest calculations or um, doing a list of, of a bunch of numbers to show people this is exactly how I figured this and this is how I figured the interest and this is how I figured the tax and this is how I figured, you know, giving them more of an itemized and a detailed list with numbers. Um, and Solver is, is great for that. I've, I've made many rent ledgers and many spreadsheets and many itemized bills and simple things like that using Solver. And it's, it's kind of like the numerical scratch pad that stays open on my Mac all of the time. Um, it's $11.95 for the Mac app. They also have companion apps on iOS, but the Mac is really where I use this app. Yeah, that, I think you said it really nicely that if you're the kind of person listening to the show and and you catch yourself writing numbers down on a, a piece of paper or a note card often because you need to do little things with them, uh, you should check out Solver because it, you can do it digitally. It'll do the math for you and you can save an electronic version of it so you can come back to it in the future. Um, I've got little like almost like reusable spreadsheets I've created in Solver over the years. And when I want to figure out like interest over days or things like that, some of the kinds of stuff we do in our day jobs. I can just get to it very quickly with that app. Right. And it makes and it, it very easy to detail something in words that people understand. So, you know, you can, and, and doing expense reports is great in Solver. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good choice. Good choice. Well, I'm down to my last one too. Kind of sad. Well, that's good. Cause we're right at an hour and a half. So we're right Are on we? time. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's uncanny. Okay. Well, so, so there's a million apps in the app store that allow you to arrange your windows on your Mac. Uh, Apple has even gotten the game with the latest version of OS 10 El Capitan, you know, and, and frankly, I don't really care for the way Apple does it. Um, but there's an app by um, the company is called mini tricks and they make an app called Moom M O O M. And it's just really useful uh, for arranging windows. You can, uh, it puts, you know, it goes into the little green button, you know, in the interface and you can set it up where it can automatically put a window to full screen or left side or right side, top or bottom. Um, but it gets very granular, granular as well. You can um, give it instructions about like how much gap is there between windows. You can have it where it 
puts like a little basic grid under there. So you can just drag the grid that you want the window to fit in and it automatically fits there, which is a great way to resize. If you've got three or four on the screen that you want to arrange very quickly. You can it has like little macros in essence where you can say when I'm podcasting, this is my window arrangement. I want Safari on the left side and I want the, you know, the stuff for Skype on the right side and the lower bottom. And I want PAs at the top, right? So I can just have this macro set up when I start to podcast all the windows are exactly where I think they should be every time. Um, just a, it's just a really well done version of a window manager. And um, if you find yourself doing that stuff manually or unhappy with whatever system you're using currently to manage windows, Moom is totally worth the $9.99 price tag. And this is another one that you can get in the Mac App Store. Awesome. Well, I think that about wraps up our picks. David, if, if our listeners have some picks that they want to share with us, what's the best way to do that? Uh, a couple of ways. You could send us an email to feedback at MacPowerUsers.com, or you could let us know on um, on Twitter. We are at MacPowerUsers. If you use that um, that that hashtag AskMPU, it automatically makes its way in the database thanks to the magic of the Internet. So that makes us more, more likely to use it. Um, so just send us your pick uh, to uh, at MacPowerUsers with hashtag AskMPU in it. Um, you could also send us an audio comment. If you've got the uh, the voice app on your phone, that's probably the easiest way to do it. You can record it. The phone's got a pretty good microphone. And uh, keep it short, though. Don't keep it real long because, uh, you know, got to keep these things moving. But but send us your pick and then email it to us at the above email address. Um, what else can we do, Katie, to get on the show? I think like, you send me If you send me a, a million dollars in um, an unmarked bills. You could buy the show. Yeah. yeah, and you then could. you could have your own podcast. There you go. That's another way to get it on. That would work. All right. Well, I think that's going to be <laughs> enough for today. Uh, we want to say thank you to our sponsors, 1Password, Casper, Automatic, FreshBooks, um, and of course to all of you who have become members and support uh, Mac Power users through Relay FM. We really do appreciate all that you do. Um, and we will see you all next time.